Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And now, it's show time! Your attention, please. One show for you to see. One for you and everyone. Oh, look at all the people. Pay attention, it's show time. I am always ready, as you say, to put on the show. My goodness, you're all staring at us. We better start the show rolling. Wait, wait. We forgot to wake up the Glee Club. Aloha. Come to the Tiki Room. Get your expialidocious tickets right here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 322 for the week of March 12th, 2020. This is the coronavirus free episode. <coughs> oh. Yourself, Sean. Oh. Uh, that's 14 <laughs> days, guys, right there. Yes. Uh, last week, we did not have a show because I was in Walt Disney World. Uh, Catching the corona. Yes, my corona. There's certainly a possibility that I have it. I don't know yet. I'll find out <laughs> you know, within, the, within the next week. I don't know. Hopefully not. But uh, yeah, sorry there was no show last week. We tried to get together before I went away, and it just did not happen. It didn't work out. So uh, I apologize for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually had the flu. I was actually sick, so right. I couldn't do it. It was my fault. Yeah, it just didn't work out. It is what it is, and you know, next week I could be, ha- I could have the corona and might not be able to talk. So <laughs> we could all co- have the corona, and we're infecting everybody's eardrums right now. I know it's yes. possible. <clears throat> oh wow! Wow, that is a corona burp. Yep, it's right there, buddy. The beer. <laughs> so, yes, this week, uh, you know, a lot of things have gone on. I know Steve's got a lot of new stuff to talk about, but. Uh, the coronavirus has been in the news everywhere. I'm sure everybody's heard about it. I'm oh, so tired of it. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but let's hope that uh, it just blows over pretty quickly. As of right now, as of recording, the Disney parks in the U.S. are still closed. Tokyo is closed. I believe uh, the Shang- parks in the U.S. are not closed. Yeah, that's what I said. You said, no. you oh. said they're still closed. Oh, they're not closed. <laughs> they're, still, they're still open. Tokyo is closed and Shanghai, I believe, reopened and Paris is open. So there you have it. There is a couple cases of employees at Disneyland Paris that did have it. So it's kind of shocked that they stayed open. I think it's only a matter of time since they've closed down Italy. It's yeah. going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to creep through all that right. area over there. We've had four confirmed here. In Ohio, and man, everybody's going nuts. Like, like, <laughs> there's no toilet paper, there's no uh, like hand sanitizer anywhere. Like, it, it, it's insane. It's like, uh, it, it, it's like people are stocking for the apocalypse or something. Well, last last week, sorry, but last week went on Monday before I went to Disney. I went to the dollar store and bought some hand sanitizer, mm-hmm. and. 
just, they had tons of it. So I went in there, I bought some hand sanitizer, brought it home. I put it on the table, and Sharon's like, where did you get this? I'm like, the store. She's like, it's sold it's out everywhere. Gold. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, you can't find this anywhere. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm <laughs> putting it on eBay, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> eBay it goes. And now, like, uh, the governor here declared North Carolina a state of emergency, and I'm like, okay, do I need to go out and buy milk and bread, or how do right, I prepare for this? Right. So, <laughs> no, you buy as much pork butt as you can, <laughs> which is all you need. The I know there's a town up in New York, which isn't too far from me, New Rochelle, probably 45 minutes to an hour from me. That's under complete quarantine. So, uh, you know, it's, it's happening here. It's uh, it's getting nuts. Yeah, I, I just. I don't know. I, I never thought I would ever see or hear something like that. I mean, you, you know, we've been through the, the bird flu and the swine flu and all those other things. And it's just kind of blown over and gone on its way. And I was just like, yeah, this is no big deal. And now I'm kind of like, oh, maybe this is a little bit of a deal. I, I guess so. I mean, I've I've heard reports and stories of how sick people are with it. So I think that's the big difference. It's, you know, it does a number on you and they can do permanent lung damage so i guess there are some concerns and you know it, it tends to hit people that are really hit people who tend to be already sick with some kind yeah. of yeah i was gonna say I, I think the biggest news out there because i read something today it was like oh unless you're like 60 years old there's no worry about this you might have a little bit of flu symptoms but you know, if you're 60 or older, stay away from big crowds. You know, kids might have a little bit of, of a cold, and then it will just move on. And I'm like, that doesn't seem to be with what some of the other stuff I'm reading. So right. I'm, I'm like, what am I supposed to believe here? Right. But, but uh, you know, to go to step away from this now is that uh, last week, we'll talk about it more later on, though. But last week, the uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opened up. And I happened to be there when it opened. I wasn't in the park the day it opened, but I did go a couple days after. I'll talk about that later. Uh, I don't think any other major news. The the one thing I was going to say was that uh, I happened to walk over by where the Tron is, and the tracks are like missing for really? the railroad. You know, it it ends right in front of the train station there in uh, Fantasyland by the yeah. the circus and. They didn't put track down yet. It's just a whole heap of dirt over there. So, and I'm like, I don't huh. even know how they're going to run the track. I couldn't even figure that out. So, probably focusing on Tron first and then right the tracks later. But so, uh, I guess with that, we're going to take a break here. I'm going to send it over to Steve for the news. Steve, please wash your hands, wear a mask. <laughs> You'll be safer. Steve, take it away. Steve from Disney Diary here. This is What's News. The first ride through attraction dedicated to Mickey and Minnie is open at Hollywood Studios. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is a delight. It starts off with that earworm of a song, Nothing Can Stop Us Now, and jumps into the action fast, just like the newer Mickey Mouse shorts. There are times you might feel you have a thought bubble above your head that says bonkers. 
There's so much going on that you are going to miss something. Every time you write it, you will discover something new. I know there are people out there, like me, who miss the great movie ride, but this is a worthy successor. This is a ride that will put a smile on your face and make you keep singing that dang song over and over and over again. Disney announced that the Avengers Campus at Disney California Adventure will open July 18th and gave us uh, some new information. The ride will be called Web Slingers, a Spider-Man Adventure. They also said Tom Holland will be providing his voice for the ride. In addition, the Taskmaster, who will be in the new Black Widow film, will be featured in the park. Capella, that's the Disney acapella singing group, it will perform daily at Typhoon Lagoon from April 9th through 12th as part of the Disney Decapella Beach Bash. A hot diggity dogs food truck will be coming to the Disney Springs at the end of this month. The new truck will serve gourmet hot dogs with house-made chips. Disney World hasn't had a good week with attractions recently. First, there was the Jungle Cruise boat that took on water. Then the Haunted Mansion was down a few days, uh, due to what some claim was a doom buggy problem, and the People Mover has been closed over some issues. Finally, I want to address what the impact the coronavirus COVID-19 is having on Disney World. The parks remain packed during spring break. I have not noticed any significant decline, but that doesn't mean that it might not happen the remainder of the month or into April. Disney this week just put out a portable hand washing stations. This is in addition to the hand sanitizer dispensers that have been also placed around the parks. While I have seen the finger scanners at the park entrances wiped after every person's use, I recently have not seen that taking place. I hope that comes back and is more throughout the day. In addition, Walt Disney Travel Company is making a temporary adjustment to its policy on change fees for Walt Disney World and Disneyland Resort vacations. The following applies only to the leisure package bookings made through Walt Disney World Travel Company. Until further notice, Disney will waive the Disney-imposed $50 change fee for Disney World and Disneyland packages. Guests may move their reservations to a future date in 2020. Disney's new executive chairman, Bob Iger, reassured stockholders at the company's annual meeting that throughout the company's nearly century-long history, Disney has been through a lot, including wars, economic downturns, and natural disasters, and the company is resilient. He said this as Tokyo Disney Resort extended its closure until April, and Hong Kong and Shanghai Disney Resorts remain closed due to the pandemic. The company will survive. The question is what will happen in the short term. In the meantime, I hope that everyone remains safe and healthy and take precautions outlined by health officials. As for me, I'm going to take my bottle of hand sanitizer and try to catch that runaway train one more time. Well, that concludes my guided tour. Please visit us at DisneyDiary.com for the latest news. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Disney Diary. Now, back to the Tiki 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 Hut. All right, we are back from break this week. So this week, we're going to talk about uh, my Disney trip report from last week. Just uh, so, just because a couple things, new things have happened to me. Um, I... I the, the the one the one thing I wanted to say was I know Keith had mentioned it on his show was the Skyliner. Yes, man, is that Skyliner fun? I never thought. I told you, man, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is. It's it's sad to be talking about. It. It's like it's like way better than the monorail, and I used to love the monorail, but the simplicity to the Skyliner, I just absolutely love it. I've done it during the yeah. day, I've done it at night, I've done it just to ride it. I've done it yep. to, to actually get around, and 
Matt, when you go on it, man, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. I mean, it looks like a lot of fun, and, and I want to experience it. I'm still waiting to see what happens when you know the summertime gets here and they have these pop-up thunderstorms that blow through, and it's just going to cause mass chaos because they have to shut those down, and then they have to get the buses running, and then they have to stop the buses and get the Skyliner back running. So I want to see how they handle that. But I, I've ever since I've they've started it, I thought it's been a great idea, and I would like to you know experience it. I mean. Anything where you get elevated like that and kind of give you a different viewpoint of everything, I, I think is, is awesome. So I'm I'm looking forward to whenever I get down there and can experience it. So I, I'll, there's a couple of things I, I'm, I am going to say is I was on them with high winds and it was rocking and it was very windy inside. Yeah. So you got a, a breeze. So it does. It, it's, it is going to move in the wind. Um. The other thing was the first day we, we were there, it was 90-something degrees, and it was warm in there mm-hmm. because we had some a bit of a some breeze coming in. It was a little stuffy in there, a little humid. So I think in the dead of summer, it's going to be a tough one. I also wonder, too, I know they've got the, the vents that you can kind of open and close to let air in. Yep. But if you're going a certain way and you're getting a cross breeze, it doesn't matter how wide you have those open. You're not going to get any airflow in there. It does change the temperatures inside of those with the crosswinds like that. We we um, experienced that like you travel one way and it's nice and breezy in there. And then you take that turn and then there's absolutely nothing. Right. Yep. It's crazy. Uh, another thing I'll say, yeah, the we were talking about like the the views from up there are awesome. You get to see a lot of uh, backstage things happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one thing I would like to experience one time on a longer trip would be to be up there when there's fireworks going on, because oh, yeah. the yeah. views are great. And is is there one of the parks that you prefer going into better? Than, I'm, I'm assuming Epcot going in towards the back with International Gateway would probably has you know better views and everything yeah, just i i think so just because if it's a it's a longer ride okay you know so that's nice you have the longer ride going into epcot and whereas studios it's a shorter ride there's less to see because you're mostly just going over a parking lot so you going going into epcot you're gonna get the view of the boardwalk you're gonna get the view of um ratatouille which is very cool uh and then, you know, you'll see a little bit of World Showcase, too. So you do get a much better view versus the studios. So uh, stepping away from the, the Skyliner, which, was, like I said, was a lot of fun, was uh, <laughs> I, I guess I could talk about it will be Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get into real spoiler things about Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I, I don't want to do that. But um, I was about to check out for. Yeah, no, I'm not going like to do that. Is that uh, what I will say is so we went on Friday and we had a fast pass at 10:55 to go on the attraction, which we did. And just to give you a general idea, is that um, if you remember the old attraction, you had a a big waiting room with uh, the not a waiting Ethan, room. Ethan, no, you don't. Right, you had the screen in there. Well, that's gone now. But uh, one of the first things that you do experience, there is a screen and they show you a short with um, the song from the attraction. And 
the song is great. Uh, I know uh, Steve uh, from Disney Diary said it's definitely an earworm and it is going to stick with you. And it is a great song. The, the overall, I mean, the cue going up to that point, you know, it's fine. You're you're walking through Grama's Chinese Theater, and then once you go through the screen and you enter the actual cue of where the attraction is, that the line go that line goes really quick once you go through there, and then you get into you ride the train and. I don't want to say too much, but, uh, you know, it's car. You can get like four to five people across in the cart. I'm going to say this about the attraction was that uh, I smiled the whole time, laughed, giggled. I enjoyed it so much. There's so much going on. There's so much to see that the rewritability on this is huge. You're going to be able to ride this multiple times and experience and see things differently Every time you ride it, it's it's not like the ride changes per se, but just put your perspe- your perspective on things, and it is like the perfect family ride of all ages. I loved it. There's little hidden things here and there that are great, little nuances of movement. Uh, don't watch a video. I'm telling you, if you if you're listening now and you haven't watched any videos of this attraction, please do not watch videos. It's just going to ruin your experience. So, I, I'm sorry, Keith. I didn't mean to cut no, you I'm off. sorry. Go ahead. Um, I know one of the biggest concerns that we all had was the using the new animation for the for the characters right. that didn't that didn't affect you or bother not, you in any way. Not one bit. Not at all. It it works. It's I'm not a big fan of the new shorts just because of the animation style, but I like what they do in the shorts. Mm-hmm. But the attraction itself, you're not bothered by it at all because you're all of a sudden like you you're jumping in you're almost inside the cartoon. And you're not phased by that cuz you don't see that style the whole time. It it changes and morphs and does different things like, without saying too much, but uh it, it will not be a deterrent. You're you're not going to go and be there and and say like I don't like this ride because the new animation style. You wish you had the old animation style. It works. Gotcha. I've seen that though on Twitter. People said that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we did get a fast pass for that in May, and I have stayed away from spoilers, videos, photos, just because I've heard that it is so much better experienced um than to watch a video because it doesn't actually do it justice it does not you can't you can't watch a video and enjoy it so the big thing was like after we did our day at studios we went to epcot for dinner we had reservations at coral reef and then afterwards we decided we're going back to studios and we're gonna go ride it again (laughs) so when we left the place it said 125 minute wait oof we got there. It was a hundred and ten minute wait. We were. Oh, at, that's better. We, we got there. <laughs> we got there at seven fifty, and the park was closing at eight thirty. So, and we're just like, well, we have nothing else going on. We love this so much. Let's ride it again. We were in and out in forty five minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, that's like one. I guess that might could be one of the secrets where when it's not too busy time of year and it has a long lines, Disney tends at the end of the day to make the line longer than it really is to deter people from coming out to the attraction. Right. So we we were banking on it being shorter. We didn't think it was going to be that short. We figured it might have been like an hour, hour and ten minutes or something like that. So being out of there in forty five minutes was great. 
any I did it again, sorry Keith. Um, sorry. Any any advantages or differences between doing the fast pass queue versus the standby queue? Uh there's yep. nothing really in the queue that you're gonna miss out on. Okay. It's not yeah, it's not like you're going to, on Everest and you miss out on like things. Peter Pan Peter or Peter something Pan. like or that. Or like yeah. Avatar or something like that. No, it's just literally just cutting the line short. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, they tend to inflate those times uh, in Pandora too quite a bit. Right. I've noticed that too. Yeah. So the, the next thing I want to talk about is going to be Rise of the Resistance. Uh, I, we got up early. I guess I got up about 6.30 in the morning. Park was opening at 8.00. My it was Connor, myself, and my wife's cousin. We went and we left our resort about five to seven, and we got to the park about quarter after seven. Into the park about take a bus or we walked from the boardwalk. Uber. We just oh, walked, okay. yeah. So it was a less than a twenty minute walk. Uh, got through the turnstile. I guess it took about 10, 15 minutes to get through the turnstiles. Got into there. We were happy about that. We walked over to. Uh, the the entranceway to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge over by uh, the Muppets and we waited there until 8 o'clock came and I sent you guys pictures of what the crowd was and there's a lot of we were up pretty close to the, the tunnel so I was probably even with the brick wall going by the, the Muppet attraction so mm-hmm. unless you don't unless you're like standing there knowing the brick wall right next to it is where I'd been even with so Eight o'clock comes around. Everybody's got their phones out. I the, the trick that I heard and is what everybody told me was that um, make sure you're not using Disney Wi-Fi, using cellular tower, and that um, you want to open up the app as soon as the guy starts speaking. That is eight o'clock. So I did that. Opened up the app. And I went in at 8 o'clock, clicked the button to start my boarding group. I don't see my name in there. I see Connor's name, and I see my wife's cousin Cindy's name in there. No name for me. Scrolling. I have them looking to see my name on there. I'm like, you know, maybe it's early. My eyes aren't working right. Don't see my name. I'm like, mother. So I just select them, go through. They get boarding group 70. I go back in. My name shows up. I grabbed that, and now I'm boarding group 107. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> now, when I'm in the app and I have everybody's name on, I, I put Connor and Cindy's name in there. At the corner of an eye, there's I have somebody standing right next to me, and he's just getting into the app at that point. Yeah. I should have been in boarding group 20 or 30. This guy ended up getting, like, 40. Well, it, see... It's, uh, it's such a crapshoot. I thought that... As soon as you get through the, the tap styles, you can can get a boarding no. group. You have to wait until the park opens now. And see, that's dumb. So, all right. So, at that point, then we start walking through Galaxy's Edge because we're going to go on the Millennium Falcon ride. So, we, they, they give us a grand tour of Galaxy's Edge, and they bring you all the way over to Toy Story Land, the line, and walk to the Millennium Falcons Smuggler's Run, walk through the queue. We went all the way to the last window upstairs, Keith. Yeah. Uh, before you make the turn to turn into uh, where um, what's his name is in the uh, the attraction. 
Um, uh, the pre-show. Hondo. 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 Yeah. Um, I was going to say Hodor for Game of Thrones. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so, Wrong park. <laughs> yeah. So we made it pretty far right up there. Then we get in right through get in there we get our boarding group i got a picture taken at the with connor at the um at the table there on the falcon uh connor and cindy ended up being engineers and i'm a gunner so um, i had a much better experience this time than i did the last time i enjoyed it more this time i think more so because connor and cindy were the engineers and, and seeing their excitement for it and how much they were enjoying it that i really enjoyed the attraction this time around and uh so you know we finished attraction which it was you know it was fun in and out in 40 we were done in 45 minutes so from from the walk to getting out to the attraction the whole time took 45 minutes most of it was just walking so um that was good now i saw online this afternoon that if you are the left hand side engineer that there are actually buttons behind you that um that have arabish writing underneath them and if you you press those it does a different like mission almost like it gives you different um tasks oh really to do yeah interesting um i was a right side gunner so oh well interesting i'll have to look into that but uh yeah so that we were done with that and then we went to one of the guests uh experienced team members to try to fix my boarding group because like well, there's no way you know, how in the world could that work so we right. waited like 30 minutes on the guest experience team and they f- they sorted it out and they got me boarding group 70 so by by 10 o'clock they were on boarding group or no, by 9 o'clock I think they were on boarding group like 25 or something like that so they were moving right along. That's really good, yeah. Yeah, they were really moving along pretty quickly. It was either nine, somewhere between 9 and 10 they were at that point. I was boarding group 70. The thing broke down several times. We ended up getting called at like 3 o'clock. So it got to be end up being pretty late But by the time I wrote on Rise of the Resistance. The, the queue is pretty long in there. I was kind of surprised how long the queue was. Uh, I don't want to spoil the ride for anybody who has not done it thank you now, <laughs> let's just say I'm not a big fan of the new Star Wars films at all I, I just no. don't like them I, I just don't think they're any good since when <laughs> this attraction I can I can easily say top three Disney attractions maybe even best attraction. I mean, honestly, I would put Rise of the Resistance and Mickey's Runaway Railway top five. Um, I think I'm going to fall over. Hang on. <laughs> I caught myself. Okay, now, good. Just be, I understand after riding Rise of the Resistance, I can understand why things break and it takes them so long to get things up and running. My God, is that attraction impressive first of all the amount of cast members that work on that attraction amazes me the because you have some they're all in costume they're all in character you know you have some that are rebels some that are imperial i don't want to spoil a whole lot but the imperial ones when things happen and you end up with the imperials and they're like barking orders at you and 
being <laughs> sassy and snippy with you. And Ooh, I like sassy and snippy. <laughs> it's unbel- It's an unbelievable attraction. Full immersion. I mean, like you've never experienced before. Like you thought Galaxy's Edge was immersive. You have never experienced anything like this ever before in any attraction ever made that I've ever experienced. Like I don't know about Harry Potter or anything like this, but I just know it's the immersion is like stepping into the movie. Wow. It's like the movie come to life. No lie. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're going to try and, and write it um, in May this time. We just didn't want to do the whole... Waking at the as crack of dawn thing in February, but but it, uh, it's worth it. I'm not yeah, lying. That's... It's worth getting up. I I I hate to say, I honestly I hate to say it. It's worth getting up early in the morning. Wow, I'm not a morning person at all. I <laughs> I like I go by like I go um on adrenaline on a Disney trip, mm-hmm. so I don't get a whole lot of sleep, but. I'm not going to say I would have gotten up at 4 o'clock in the morning or maybe even 5 o'clock in the morning. You know, maybe 5.36 is probably the earliest I would have gotten up. So, but it's, I'm telling you, it's it's worth a trip down there. It's like, if you if you were going to Disney for one day, if, so, if I had a client come to me, oh, if you're going to go, if you're going with kids, you only have one day to spend at Disney, I would tell them Hollywood Studios. Don't tell anybody I said that. Whoa! Oh, wow. Yeah. Whew. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's we a might, game changer um, now. Actually, we'll probably get like a Lyft or an Uber from. Uh, you have to quarter over there because if we if we take the bus, it's gonna take way too long. Yeah. So you want to be there. You want to be there at. Between an hour and or or forty five minutes before the park opens, just to make sure you can get through the turnstile. Yeah, and you know, like I said, it's worth it. I knew some people that uh, that were down there for marathon weekend, and they did the five k, and then immediately <laughs> they went straight to Hollywood Studios, and you know, got in and then went and got on Rise of Resistance because they're like, we're already up. We might as well just go ahead right, and go exactly. over there and, and take care of it. So, all sweaty and smelly, and we're going right to the right. <laughs> hey, however, it doesn't matter. I mean, you'll be packed in with all those people anyway. So, what does it matter? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, Matt. It's like you've if you're thinking about going to Disney, even if it's for a short weekend, you've got to go to studios. You have to. I mean, I've already made up my mind. My cousin was down there, I think in February, maybe. Um, and she was actually the only one. She's like, I don't care anything about Star Wars, but I've heard so much about this attraction. And she got up at like, this was back when you had to get up at four in the morning to right. be there. And she literally got up, went in, got her boarding pass, and then went back to the room and got everybody up and then went back and wrote it. And she was like, I'm so glad I did that because it was the best thing I've ever been on in my life. Wow. Yeah, like Connor doesn't really like Star Wars. He absolutely loved the attraction. And I have a couple sound bites of, of me talking with him and me giving my impression about the ride and, and same thing for Runaway. I'll add it to the end of the show, but um, he loved it. He he thought it was amazing. He couldn't believe how impressive everything was. It's like he 
so I can't I can't tell you if you guys have ridden the ride. <laughs> yeah, please don't. It's like, <laughs> well, well, basically was is is that um, they tell you that you're where the the rebel base is, right? And you're not supposed to tell them where the rebel base is. And Connor touches. We're on the we're at the Imperials now, and Connor touches a chute. Uh, like a garbage chute, yeah. and he presses it in, and he goes, "Is the hidden base in there?" And one of the imperial officers goes, "Trash can," and just walks by, <laughs> like really snippy, you know, trash can. <laughs> it was just great. I wish I had that all on video because it was hilarious. Just, it, it's just a fun experience. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, like they're yelling at you to to because you you have to walk in single file. You know, they yell at you if you don't stand on your colors, or you walk, you have to walk single file. It's, I'm just telling you, it's, um, it's amazing. Like I've never been that impressed with an attraction. Like I really enjoy uh, Flight of Passage, but I would, I would ride this 100 times out of 100 versus trying to do Flight of Passage once. Wow. So, well, I mean, so, but here too, like, like totally opposite attractions though i mean <laughs> no yeah true hard to true but um compare the two but eh, as far as popularity goes yeah i mean studios is now a full day park there's no if and or buts now it's a full day park well you know, yeah if, you're having to wait right half a day for one ride <laughs> right it's a couple hours for the other ride so i mean it's it's now it's it's a it's a great option and it's a park that I am not going to be skipping. So the the picture that you see that everybody's taking the the selfie with all the yeah. the the troopers behind you and everything. Do you have a ton of time in there to or is it kind of you know it's coming up and you got to get your phone out and get ready and, and snap that? I don't even know if you're in there for thirty seconds. Okay, it, maybe you're in there for thirty. You do not have a lot of time. They yell at you. I will say the, the pictures that I have seen, that is probably the most impressive singular room that I have seen with all the troopers and the, the, the tie fighters and everything else that's in there. I mean, that's just that one room itself. I'm just like, wow, there's so much to look at and just these selfies that people are taking. So, yeah, it's words cannot describe my mouth. My mouth, my mouth was hanging the whole time on this attraction and that's saying a lot. You know, so but when you walk into that, it's like it's Star Star Wars literally came to life. It's like you know, I have said Galaxy's Edge is not my Star Wars. It doesn't feel like necessarily feel like like it. It feels like Star Wars, but it's not the Star Wars I wanted. You right. step onto that, and you see those stormtroopers. It's it's Star Wars. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. You you have stepped into the Star Wars universe. I, I I just don't even know what I could say because like because you guys haven't you don't want to talk you can't talk spoilers or anything like that and <laughs> you haven't experienced it and it's just it's it's in some ways it's overwhelming and you need somebody there to experience that attraction with you don't want to go by yourself yeah. the first time unless you have somebody with you you know because you well, you want to talk about it well <laughs> it's always better with somebody else right. <laughs> Sure. Um, what you pervert I was talking about the parks jeez I was just laughing I thought it was funny 
No, you weren't. So the next thing I want to talk about is uh, the dining plan and places that we had dinner at. And we specifically chose to eat character meals on this trip because, one, Kelsey really likes it. Two, Connor's nine, and he's going to be ten, so it's going to get a whole lot more expensive next time we go. <laughs> and because Connor loves character meals anyway, we're like, let's just do the character meals. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. So the first one we ended up doing was Storybook Dining at um, uh, Wilderness Lodge. And I was telling – I think I was telling you guys that um, I'm glad we did it. Once is definitely enough. The food is very good. The experience is great. But – I'm not going to do it again just because like the cost of everything was was extremely high. Um, then we did Chef Mickey's for brunch the next day, uh, and once again, you know that's that's not cheap either. It's a it's a character meal. The food was good. It's it's probably the best food I've had at Chef Mickey's. Uh, we did um, what did we do? Cape May Cafe for breakfast one day. It is what it is. It was probably the worst. Out of all the character meals that we did, I think, for breakfast. And then the other one we did was um, 1900 Park Fair Park Fair at the Grand Floridian. And it was a very good experience. Once again, very expensive. Wouldn't do it again. Uh, I'm glad we did it. We know what it's like. We could tell clients about it. So between those four meals and then doing quick service every day and snacks every day, I paid... <laughs> Eight hundred and sixty, either eight hundred sixty-two dollars or eight hundred and eighty-two dollars for the dining plan for the four of us. So I calculated everything. I kept all the receipts for everything. I had an alcoholic drink with every single one of my meals, quick service and no. my sit down. But I don't really <laughs> drink that much that in Disney though, and it doesn't like if I was. Chances are, if for if for dinner, I would do. A drink, but not necessarily for breakfast to go out. So, all in all, I don't normally drink with my eggs. <laughs> At home, I do. The well, when I do, I do. <laughs> I spent a grand total of one thousand two hundred and forty dollars on food. And Holy crap! So I saved almost four hundred bucks doing the dining plan because we did all character meals. But again, if you weren't doing the dining plan, you wouldn't have gone to that extent, correct? Correct, yes. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I, I can see getting it. There's some advantages to it. But again, you, if you step back and look at it, you're like, well, if I didn't have this, I'm not going to go to these extremes. And so, I, I, right. I, I don't know. I, I can see I can see pros and cons with it. Right, exactly. But see, we did it for a specific reason, knowing that I'm going to save money. Yes. On the dining plan, and we wanted to do all these experiences, you know, because the kids are only young once and and whatnot. It just as a comparison, we ate at Coral Reef for dinner. That came to 110 bucks. That was, you know, that that was 110. Our cheapest character meal was 174 dollars at Cape May, Ca- yeah. Cape May Cafe. Yeah. So, I mean, that just tells you a lot right there. It's just, yeah. and that's with one drink each. That doesn't even include tip. I mean, tip was additional, you know, so um, it's not it's not cheap, not at all. I think that if the food was better, it'd be worth it. But you're essentially paying for okay food 
and character meet and greets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's some of them. I mean, some of them you can get decent food at, but like he was saying, Chef Mickey's is normally just kind of a crapshoot at best. Um, I haven't done the the one at Wilderness Lodge. Uh, I would definitely. I would tell anybody who's ever been thinking about doing it to do it. I would highly recommend doing that. Now, if if you came to me, should I do Chef Mickey's or do the one with Storybook Dining? I would say in most situations, I would say Storybook Dining to try that. But if you have young kids who want to see more of Mickey Mouse, I would go Chef Mickey's. But, you know, the Storybook Dining, I thought was really good and it was enjoyable to do. And the food was excellent. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the character meals. There's some of them you can get that are really good. And there's some that are just kind of meh. And you're definitely paying the the premium to have the access to the characters that are there so yeah that's what you're doing and i i can't i would not like if i didn't have the dining plan we would not have done all these we would have done maybe one character meal and then the rest we would have done other sit downs at a much more reasonable cost right so um and out of that that 1240 probably 180 to 100 to 200 was alcohol so you have to figure realistically if I wasn't on the dining plan I probably would have spent half that um, snacks I mean you're including it's a lot of snacks it's a lot of food I mean we brought all, we brought 12 caramel apples home oh my god uh, really yeah so <laughs> you had to bring a suitcase just for the I apples. did they yeah. were heavy <laughs> so you know, a lot of my snacks came from that. And I didn't eat a I did not eat a lot. I only had two snacks in the parks. One was a, a Dole Whip. And the other was... I had the... Uh, the Shrimp and Grits in Epcot at one of the stands. That's the only snacks I had in the park. Oh. So. Well, yeah, because you were so full <laughs> from all those character <laughs> meals. You didn't... Well, to a point, it is like I'm trying to, you know, I'm, I'm eating, I'm spending my money on character meals. I'm going to eat, especially breakfast. I love breakfast. So, yeah, I'm going to eat more bacon and sausage and all that kind of crap, you know, Mickey waffles. Right, man, man. I cannot wait get to stay at French Quarter and just get up every single morning and go down for beignets. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> You should see if they're serving the adult beignets in the morning. Oh yeah, <laughs> are they good? Have I haven't. Tried them had, I, I have not had them, um, but I mean, a beignet with a pipette of some type of liquor to squeeze in there. Sure, why not? Right. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's good. But and, and then you wake up and it's like, holy crap! It's two o'clock and I haven't done anything <laughs> yet. What's all this powdered sugar all over me? Yeah. <laughs> That's not powdered sugar. <laughs> so, yeah, there's really not much else I really wanted to say. I think those are the big points that I wanted to talk about and and not necessarily give like a full trip report. But uh, um, any oh, other questions? I think that one thing that upset me most in February was you cannot – well, we found – like one or two but you cannot get a a press penny for uh, like 51 cents anymore they're 
it, it, it's harder to it's find. It's like a dollar for a press penny. That is ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's much harder to find now. I it's would, a shame. It's not it's not worth a dollar anymore. Times no. are times are hard for Disney. They're having to like bump <laughs> prices up here and there. So I mean. A, a, a dollar for a press penny, I, I can do that. I mean, because they're not gouging us anywhere else. I, I'll pay a little more for a press penny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, so that's going to do it for this week. First, we want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rental at kingdomstrollers.com. Let the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Don't forget to check out our store at redbubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast. You can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at Enchanted Tiki Talk, Instagram and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. You can leave a message for us on Tiki Hotline at 256-4MY-TIKI, 256-469-8454. If you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. You can find me on Twitter at One Minute Disney Dream. Yep, yep. One, <laughs> M-I-N Disney Dream, MouseWorldVacations.com and MousePros.com. And you, you can find me on Twitter at Dole Up Daily and on Instagram at FitMouseApparel. I'm on Instagram at MHolly579 and Twitter is MattGoesDopey. I want to say a special thanks to Steve this week for the news. Make sure you check out Disney Diary for all your Disney news. Alan, it's all you, my friend. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Sean here, live from Hollywood Studios, with my thoughts on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Railway, whatever you want to call it. Great rides, total family attraction, a total must-do attraction for everybody. It was a complete blast. Some hidden surprises in there that you don't want to miss. It was so much fun. I just can't see anybody who would not like riding it. I thought it was incredible. So much detail, so much to see. It's an attraction that you're going to have to ride multiple times just to see everything that's going on. I loved it. My kids loved it. My wife loved it. Everybody loved it. Connor is here. Connor, tell me what you thought about uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It was really cool. What was so cool about it? When the um, wall broke open and we went inside. That was cool, right? I love that part. Yeah, it was so much fun. Then you walk out of the uh, at the end, too, so that was fun. What else do you have to say? Hmm. There was a lot of hidden Mickeys. There was a lot of hidden Mickeys. That was fun finding some of those. Anything, do you have a favorite scene in there besides the... No? no. All right, that's it. All right, we're signing off. Later. Hey, this is Sean here from Enchanted Tiki Talk Live from Hollywood Studios. Just got off Rise of the Resistance with my son, Connor. Connor, tell me what you thought about it. It was awesome. Why did you like it so much? There was a big drop. Oh, you just like the drop? No, everything. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely incredible. A totally immersive experience seeing life-size at out walkers going through a star destroyer seeing the lightsaber come through the ceiling and, and start melting the ceiling was unreal what else did you think hmm. <laughs> it was awesome it was awesome <laughs> well there you have it there's connor's thoughts take it easy <laughs> enchanted tiki talk has been brought to you by mousepros.com let us plan your perfect disney vacation and by KingdomStrollers.com for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.